0: Welcome to Connecting the Community Podcast. I am your host, Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with one of the volunteers with the Richmond Hill Winter Carnival, Marnie Beck Robinson. Welcome, Marnie.
1: Thank you, Marge. I'm glad to be here. Congratulations on your 100th podcast. I saw that on social media.
0: Yeah, Thank you. Yes, I'm happy I've done that many podcasts. I love doing podcasts. So uh, it's it's great that we found the time uh, to do one now. Uh, and the Winter Carnival is a great topic. We did one last year on this, but um, I think it deserves to be revisited uh, and really get people excited about uh, what's happening. So, Marnie, can you, we'll start by you telling us about your involvement with the Winter Carnival? You have been volunteering for a long time, and were you uh, just a participant at one time? Well, when
1: I had young children, we attended Carnival every year as a family. Mm -hmm. Um, As a local journalist, I often interviewed committee members, so I knew that the event was organized by volunteers, not the city or the town in that case. Um, My first year as a volunteer, I believe it was 2017. Mm -hmm. I just helped out at the pancake breakfast and I supervised activities in the tent. Then I was persuaded to join the committee for the 50th Carnival in 2018, and I've been a member ever since.
0: Okay, very good. Well, I think the committee is very lucky to have you, so um, that's uh, that's great. Now, this is the 55th year of this Richmond Hill Winter Carnival. It's this, uh, Saturday, February 3rd, Sunday, February 4th. Can you give us a history of this event and talk about some of the things that used to happen that aren't now, like the bed races and beauty queens and skydiving? Things have have changed.
1: Sure, things have changed. So in 1969, it started when people who lived near the Mill Pond literally dragged out their barbecues to have a barbecue together in February. And they had such a good time, they decided to make it an actual event and invite the rest of the town, which is pretty (laughs) um, brave of them, Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, but that first year in 1969, Carnival's official first year, there was a competition among all the high schools for building a snow sculpture, and Bayview Secondary's Snoopy and the Red Baron won first prize, and the Richmond Hill Agricultural Society provided sleigh rides that first year around Mill Pond. In the 1970s, believe it or not, there were snowmobile rides offered at Mill Pond during carnival and cross-country ski activities, and yes, beauty queen contests with a snow princess chosen from each of the high schools, and in the early years, the prize for the snow queen was sometimes a fur coat or the use of a car for six months. So you can see how traditions and... um, people's idea of fun have changed. Um, (laughs) Skydivers were a big feature of Winter Carnival for, for about 20 years, but as the ice and weather conditions became less safe and less dependable and insurance rates climbed, we no longer were able to offer skydiving. Similarly, with bed races, from year to year, it's unknown if the ice will be thick enough to support people on skates or on makeshift beds. So we just don't do some of those activities anymore.
0: okay so yeah insurance, climate change, all those things have taken away some fun, but it is still a very fun event. But you know right now I, I talking to people and it's in will the mill the pond be frozen for the carnival? But the carnival it definitely happens if the ice isn't frozen, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um if if you think back to previous carnivals some people remember years when the the city employees had to fence off with orange, you know, caution fencing to make sure people didn't go on the ice and posted signs and all that. So nowadays with climate change our committee plans every single carnival as if there will be no ice. Mm-hmm. There are lots of activities that go on rain or snow, ice or no ice. When the ice is safe and skating can be enjoyed, it's a bonus.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, what else? What is happening at the carnival? What sort of fun things can we do?
1: Well, um, new and this is so new, we haven't even publicized it yet. We just booked this. Is a Partycade video game trailer. So we're getting modern, Uh, it can accommodate 16 children inside to play games for 10 minutes, while waiting children outside can play on large screens uh, while they wait for their turn to get inside the trailer. There's also going to be a climbing wall for children, survivalist activities, new carnival games to play, and you'll like this, Marge, two employees from Black Creek Pioneer Village will be there with educational pioneer displays and activities. Ooh, so, every, okay. year we, every year we try to change things up so there's new stuff to enjoy.
0: Okay. I thought you were going to make fun of me and say there was pickleball, but no. No, no, no. No, no pickleball. <laughs> okay. well, I, like, I know
1: you like, you know, you're with a historical society. Yeah, so, but I do. I'm in yes. your village. There Those are you.
0: things I like. <laughs> but I was afraid you were going to say pickleball. No, no. Okay. No. I, I've seen a picture of pickleball played on ice. So, I thought, mm, no. Mm. Okay. So, uh, Winter Carnival buttons are a big thing. I saw our mayor last night and he has a button on already. Good. Uh, I've seen displays and actually people at the carnival and they've got like a whole vest scars full of buttons. Uh, can you talk about them and how many do you have?
1: So in the first year of Carnival, they were called booster buttons and they cost 50 cents. And an article in the Liberal that year was headlined, let's all be winter carnival boosters. So myself, I have some buttons from the early 2000s, from when my children were small and I took them to carnival on a toboggan. Um, I'd say I personally have about 20 buttons now from different years, and it makes my scarf very heavy. I do wear it occasionally for uh, special events for Carnival, Mm -hmm. but the longtime Carnival fans are very proud. They have every single button from all 54 previous Carnivals. And you're right, they wear it like a vest or they have it on a special coat, and they just stand there and they show off these buttons and people come and take their pictures. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, good for them. So I, I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And how much are the buttons and where can you get the buttons before uh February 3rd?
1: Yes, you can. Um so the price is $3 yeah. and um it's been $3 for quite a few years now. I think all the years that I've been uh on the committee. And in fact, we discussed on uh, the 50th anniversary, making it $5. But we try to keep everything affordable at the Winter Carnival so families can enjoy it. So the price is still $3. They're available right now at True Pet at Richmond Heights Plaza and King Henry's Arms at Young and 16th. And of course, those are two committee members, mm-hmm. Michael from True Pet and Anders from yes. King Henry's Arms. So they're selling them early. Um, and, of course, you can get them during carnival. Um, a lot of the uh, young people that we we get to volunteer on carnival weekend sell the buttons. So um, if you don't have a button on your coat or your scarf or your hat, prepare to be accosted by some friendly youngster saying, get your carnival button.
0: Another big thing about the uh, carnival is on um, the mascot. Now, pick is a strange sounding name to me. What actually is an Ookpik?
1: Well, lots of people ask that question. And even when they see our mascot, they wonder what animal he is. He's supposed to be a mythical owl. Hmm. So the Winter Carnival mascot since the second year of Carnival. So in 1970, Oopick became the Carnival's mascot. And he's appeared on every Winter Carnival button since then. Uh, his appearance has definitely changed over the years. Um, The first few years, I've seen pictures in the liberal, because I wasn't around then, but he looked a little unfriendly to me, at least. But now with his big belly and funny hat and scarf, he looks very friendly. Mm -hmm. And here's a fun fact that people might enjoy. Some members of our committee have tried to fit into the Utpik costume, but for some, the head is too big, their head won't fit in Utpik's head. And for others, they're they're too tall. And so Uck-Pick's pants don't come up high enough. So it takes a special person to fit into Oop picks personality and outfit.
0: Okay, I like that. Okay, I've got some great pictures with uck So of he is one of my favorite mascots.
1: Yeah, good.
0: So as well as uck another new word that you need to know for the carnival is Zeus-mobile. Am I saying that right? Yep. What is it? That's well, you've it. seen it
1: before because mm-hmm. it's been at Carnival many years. It's the interactive drum sculpture that's entirely made of recycled material. It's very large and very noisy. It attracts children and adults who like to make percussion music that can be heard from a long distance. I tried to have a conversation near it to talk to somebody and it's just impossible because the kids are banging on it. It's, it's just like a massive drum with all different parts. So okay. kids love it.
0: So does it get change? Does it get modified? I don't believe
1: so. It was okay. made, um, I, I did read a little bit of history before, and I can't quote the man's name, but it was made by someone, and it's brought out every time at, at Carnival, and the fact that it's made of recycled materials, it's pretty cool, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a feature of, it's just not everybody calls it a Zeus-mobile. I don't know when the name appeared, but that's what it's called nowadays.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay something else to get another selfie with and maybe like, a an, uh, video with that as well okay sure. okay uh and i noticed uh something else people liked selfies with was batman and his batmobile there were some guys uh not just the kids who oh this is cool <laughs>
1: Absolutely. He's called the Dark Knight mm-hmm. um, because I guess Batman is a trademark. Okay. But he does have a Batmobile and it was a huge attention magnet last year, which is why we invited him to return this year. Mm-hmm. So, some younger children, you know, a younger generation might not recognize him from the TV shows and movies. Um, but his long sleek black vehicle with big fins at the back instantly attracts fans young and old. And it does drive like he can, he drives it all the way from Brampton to Richmond Hill. So <laughs> it's uh, I, I hope he has a police escort. I'm not sure how that works, but he is um, a, a, a huge um, magnet for, for selfies for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I was impressed. Uh Okay. What is a carnival without food? Now, a Saturday, there is a spaghetti dinner in the evening. And Sunday, um, you've had the pancake, pancakes. Uh, now, it's in the tent. And the tent, right. it's heated? Yes. Okay. And uh, your cost for the spaghetti dinner is $12 per person, correct?
1: Uh, you know what? I'd have to check the website on that myself. I'll, okay. I'll explain. So last year, we tried offering a spaghetti dinner on Saturday evening for the first time. Okay. It went well enough that we decided to offer it again this year. And the pancake breakfast Sunday morning is a very long time and popular tradition. Mm. I know one family who lives near the mill pond and they make it a father-daughter breakfast every single year, even though the daughter's now in her mid thirties and doesn't live in Richmond Hill. Mm -hmm. As for pricing, as we all know, the cost of food is rising. So we'll post the prices on our website after we have bulk purchased the food for both the spaghetti dinner and the pancake breakfast. But yes, very important fact, both the spaghetti dinner and pancake breakfast are served inside our heated tent.
0: Heated to So right. Okay, so you're not going to freeze. No. And you also have there's like female bake back bacon and sausages yes, as well. Okay. Yes,
1: there's bacon and sausages. And they are cooked by friendly York Region police officers and members of Road Watch. Okay. So we sure get the community involved even preparing the food. Okay. I believe Rotary again this year is helping with the pancake breakfast. So okay. it's, that's what makes it fun
0: yeah it definitely. i I always see lots of great people, I know, so it's, ah, uh, yeah, you're eating, but you're doing that. And you also have hot coffee, right?
1: Oh, that's what I was going to say. There are other foods available, of course. I mean, it's winter. We need hot stuff. So there's hot coffee, hot chocolate, cider, chips and pop, and along with other food items. There's another committee member in charge of of the food. So I'm not an expert on what food's going to be served. But there are also going to be at least two food trucks parked at Mill Pond as well, serving their specialty. So there's lots to eat.
0: Okay, you need food for a carnival. So good. I'm glad uh, that's taken care of. Okay. Uh, There are lots of photo ops. We've talked about some of them. I've noticed that the um, camera club gets involved as well. Yes. I don't know if they're, uh, some years they've actually
1: done photos with Upik. So they have photo sessions where you sit down on a bale of hay with your whole family and Upik, and they produce the photo right away. You walk away with it five minutes later. So Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's how they're involved this year, but they are involved. So we appreciate. All the organizations that help us. There's another group from Summit Community Church that's helping out with the children's activities and face painting. And I hear this year they're doing balloon twisting. So, um, all these community organizations really help us with carnival.
0: Right? Okay. Wow. You, this is sound exciting. Like you, how long would um, do most people stay? Most families stay what? Few hours, three hours?
1: No, that I would say that ranges, it it depends a lot on the weather, right? Yes. Um, um, Like I think it was last year, the Saturday was really, really cold. And, you know, I was dressed up with ugly hat and, you know, ski pants on top of other pants. And it was the opening ceremonies and all the politicians and our sponsors were up on stage shivering and it started to snow like crazy. But I mean, it's carnival, it's Canada, it's winter, like, you know, so we all just laughed. And the pictures from last year's opening ceremonies are just with tons of snow in the photos. Um, So some people say that day, maybe people only stayed an hour and a half you know, um, and maybe spent most of their time in the heated tent. Who knows? Other, And then the very next day, the Sunday, it warmed up amazingly to where it was almost on zero. And so it gets slushy underfoot. But, I mean, then you can stay out way longer. So sometimes, it, depending on the weather, families will spend a whole afternoon.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. I remember wimping out last year and waiting till Sunday because I wanted warmer weather. And right. you also have heaters too, right?
1: Yes, there's heaters in the tent, and then there's um, the city's big... fire pit and yeah. and uh, they provide us some wood and uh, we make sure that nobody burns themselves on it we have a volunteer there making sure everyone stays safe but people come there and they warm their hands and their face and they talk and they chat with their neighbors and then when they get hot they move away and somebody else comes in to get some heat
0: yes and yeah. I,
1: I should say our carnival house which is the the group of artists house on mill street we take it over that weekend and so it is heated for our volunteers and committee members. So that the co-op kids or the kids that are earning their co-op hours, of course, they can come in and have a cup of uh, hot soup and hot chocolate and warm up before they go back outside.
0: Okay, very good. Yeah. So what are you some of your favorite activities? Well,
1: um, since I've been part of the committee for a few years, one of the favorite things that I enjoy is witnessing families enjoy the free activities. Mm -hmm. I think back to when my children were small and how they loved so many features of carnival. It wasn't the big stuff. It was the little stuff, the crafts, the face painting, um, things like that, that we try to make it either no fee, like they don't have to buy tickets. It's free. Although there are um, events and activities where you do have to pay and one of those is a trackless train ride mm-hmm. and since we've had that two years running that really puts smiles on faces if my son was around when that train was there <laughs> he would have wanted to line up <laughs> three and four times for a yeah. ride around Mill Pond on the trackless
0: train uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah so I've seen some smiling people there as well right. so great and great photo ops I know yes. the camera club has got some great photos from, um, sure. from there as well so yeah Okay. Um. And anything else that you really like to do? You um. There's wood carvers. Um, right. That I like. Well, wood um,
1: okay. One of the other favorites, and and maybe we don't talk about this enough. Uh, that and uh, I've never seen this any other place than Richmond Hill Winter Carnival, is the Bigfoot races. And you may say, what is a Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. But they're giant blue skis. Uh, And they can fit three or four people and you loop them on over your boots. So a whole family can compete against their friends or their neighbors or we've had businesses that have, you know, uh, split their employees into two groups and they try to do it. And you just basically try walking and coordinating three or four people to lift their left foot and then their right foot at the same time. It, it that's really fun. That was yeah. one of the first videos I ever shot and posted for for that carnival because it was such fun to do.
0: Yeah, I, so- can, I can imagine. Okay. Um, you no, know, I believe uh, that one of the other amazing things about the Warner Carnival is that it is organized all by volunteers. It's not a city-run event. You've said that. Uh, can you talk about the volunteers? Um, there's the organizing committee, which you are now part of, and uh, you do recruit people like for the help for the day of, like for high school right. students or anyone who feels like, yeah, I'd like, I like to do something. What, what, what's the situation there?
1: So we have a core group of committee members that number about 16 right now. Mm. And we've been meeting regularly since September to plan this year's carnival. But on the weekend of carnival, we have more than 100 high school students volunteering. A lot of them need their community service hours and many extra adults as well. There's one lady, I won't mention her name, but she lives two doors from the mill pond. So she, I guess she figured she might as well join us instead of you know hearing the noise and the parking and all that. So she's wonderful. She comes and helps us almost every year.
0: Okay. Um
1: so we definitely like adult volunteers because um they can help supervise some of the younger kids and uh make sure, like I said, people don't burn themselves on the on the fire pit, that kind of thing. Yeah. So the core group of committee members changes a little every year, so we bring in new blood, we, we're very open-minded, we, we love having new people, um, although both our co-chairs, Doug Elliott and Gene Mikkelchuk, have been doing carnival for decades, Gene might be insulted, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It is decades. Mm-hmm. And David West was a longtime committee member. But of course, once he became mayor, he had to step off the committee. But as you mentioned with wearing his button, he still actively promotes carnival and helps us out.
0: Yeah, no, he, I think he loves the carnival. So something that he's proud that it's happening is part of Richmond Hill. So yeah, I definitely. Uh... I,
1: believe, I believe he either met his wife or or had his first date at Winter Carnival. Okay. Woo. Yeah, there's good. another fun fact. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, now, I do want to add that there is free parking at uh, McKenzie uh, Health East parking lot. So, you know, I, I can't, I'm not in walking distance. And, uh, but you, you know, you can't park near there. There's just not space, but you've got it organized that you go there. You have volunteers that will put the arm up and you can drive in and walk the couple blocks, correct?
1: Right. That's one of the jobs that our high school students do. And some of them love to sit in that little booth and put the arm up and down. Um, but yes, there is free parking there and it's only two blocks. You get some fresh air and exercise to walk up to the uh, Mill Pond site. Um, because yeah, parking is a real issue and you just have to feel for the people that live near the Mill Pond. I mean, you know, and it's very well signed. York Region Police and the city do put signs out saying for emergency vehicles, you can't block driveways and all that kind of thing. So we encourage people to plot to park at the free uh, parking lot on the east side near the same side as the high school
0: yes okay so it's it's, it's you can't not find it so that's good right. and yeah right. walking two blocks should not be a hardship so it's a right. i've seen some good families having fun walking those couple of blocks up to the uh, up to the event all bundled up and that's that's what we're supposed to do in this time of year Right. Uh, do, do you think there's a, a the best time to go? Like, if you were planning, in it, when would you think uh, is ideal? No, time? I
1: mean. Okay. Um there's really no best time because we purposely rotate our scheduled events. So whatever time you go, there's going to be some major fun activities plus a lot of the ongoing activities. Like there's Circus Jonathan, that guy you've seen on stilts wandering around and he does magic tricks for kids. And in fact, last year he was by the lineup for the train so he was very popular. While people waited for the train for their turn he entertained them, which was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's lots of things to do in between the high profile events. But I mean the best thing to do if you're a family thinking of coming out that weekend is to check our website, look at the scheduled events. it'll get pinned down more with more detail as the days get closer to carnival and then plan. you know say you want to do the Sunday pancake breakfast, well then you're going to stay for a few activities after breakfast. If spaghetti dinner on Saturday is more your thing, then plan say to come at 3:30 in the afternoon on Saturday and see what activities are going there. Mm-hmm. There's always something fun happening.
0: Okay, so there's not a good time to go anytime. It starts at what time in the morning? On
1: uh, Saturday, it starts at 10. The activities start at 10. And then it ends with our spaghetti dinner. So we start cleaning up at around 7.30, 8 o'clock that evening. And then on Sunday, it's bright and early for the volunteers anyway for pancake breakfast. But the actual um, breakfast gets start serving at 9 o'clock. Okay. And then we go till 5 p.m.
0: Okay. So basically all day, all when it's laid out. So that's right. excellent. Yeah. And you've got a good website, uh, the Richmond Hill winter carnival, uh, dot, dot net.
1: Well, uh, notice no, it's winter, winter carnival. carnival. Yeah. Yes. Winter carnival.
0: So that shows how
1: long, I mean, you know, before there was even a website, we, I guess we got in there early. So yes, our, our winter carnival website is just wintercarnival.net.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, very easy. I'll put that in the podcast notes. And uh, as you said, uh, look up the schedule, but there, there's not a bad time to go. So whatever fits into your day, go. So uh, right. yeah, very good. Uh, anything else that you wanted to add? Well, just uh, we we mentioned the buttons and just to
1: explain that it's our tradition to keep Carnival a community event and have free admission. You literally don't pay. You can walk in from any area around Mill Pond um, and access all the fun and activities. But we do ask you to please purchase the $3 Carnival button because it does help defray some of the expenses. If you can just imagine how I won't quote the price, but that that heated, uh, you know, big tent. Mm -hmm. So the propane and the tent itself is a big ticket item. So every $3 carnival button really helps us.
0: Right. Okay. And you do have some sponsors too.
1: Oh, absolutely. We could not do carnival without our sponsors. That's why they're on stage for the key sponsors are on stage for the official opening. And if you walk over the little bridge, um, in between the, the, um, group of artists and, um, The Little Bridge. Everybody knows the Mm -hmm. Little Bridge. We have signs for all the uh, sponsors um, posted there. So when people walk by, they realize, oh, these wonderful organizations helped us pay for Carnival. Very good. We could not do it without them.
0: Yeah, very good. Okay. Well, I do end the podcast with the guest response to the same question for everyone. I've asked you last year. I don't remember what you said. You may not remember what you said, but right (laughs) now, Name one thing you really like about this community.
1: Well, it's funny, Marge. I did look up what I said last year, but before that, I knew what I was going to say, and it is the same thing. It's the green space in Richmond Hill, the trails and parks, and one of them is Mill Pond Park. I mean... Almost everyone in Richmond Hill knows where it is and has been there with their kids in a stroller or, you know, just gone for a walk in the fall or the summer. So, I mean, when we take it over for Winter Carnival, it's covered usually in snow. um, And, you know, it's a whole different... aspect and view of, of what the Mill Pond is. So it's really fun. I love walking to the far end and looking back at the carnival and all the colors and people moving and the noise and the music you hear. So that's one of my favorite things that I like, the green space in Richmond Hill.
0: That's turned white for winter carnival.
1: Right. Perfect. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Well, so I hard. like I like that answer. You're not the only one who said uh, I'm sure. Park. I'm yeah, sure. It is certainly uh, a highlight uh, something that we are very very fortunate in Richmond Hill to again to have all those trails and parks and such. So we are yeah, we are. So um I will add the uh, website to the podcast notes so check please check it out. It's a uh, once you start looking there, all the things you certainly will want to be able to go, find some friends. It's a great way of making um, mem- memories. So thank you, Marty, for taking this time to do this podcast. And, and thank you for all the work uh, for that you've done in the community, and particularly right now for the Winter Carnival.
1: Well, thank you, Marge. You're a community booster yourself. So
0: thank you for boosting Winter Carnival. Okay, You're welcome. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marj, M-A-R-J, at marjandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected.